0: Well, good morning, church, once again. Come on. So, so awesome that I get to uh, share God's word with you today on joy to the world. How many of y'all know our world could use a little bit of joy? How about a lot of bit of joy? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. I believe God has something specifically to say to you today. I believe God's going to encourage you. I believe God's going to speak to you. And I believe what, what's in my heart from the Word of God today that's going to, it's just going to do something inside you. I believe that with all of my heart. How many of y'all believe that? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I just, before we get, um, I get rolling, I just wanted to draw attention to um, Pastor Nick is uh, the campus pastor here. He's uh, still recovering uh, from surgery. He's in the back. And as, can we just welcome him and just demonstrate love and we love you and uh, and just so much, and uh, I know he loves uh, child dedications. He loves to do that, and uh, and so I know that you wanted to run up here and be a part. And it's only just going to be a little bit of time, and you're going to be back up here, and we can't wait for that to happen because you're an awesome, awesome man of God. Amen. Yeah. Hey, every now and then, um, I like to like start off because it kind of like puts our mindsets in the right place, and that is when I say, "How are you doing?" I, I want you to say back, better than I deserve. Now, that's a statement about how I'm really doing inside my heart and inside my soul. And now I know that when you like to say this for some of y'all, it's going to be by faith. Okay. But I'm going to say, how you doing? And I want you to say back, better than I deserve. How you doing? Better than I deserve. How you really doing? Better than I deserve. Yeah. Now, how many of y'all know that That for some of you, that was like, yes. And others were like, that hurt. Because the reality is we don't always feel that way. The reality is we know we're supposed to feel that way, and we know that we're supposed to feel a certain way, joy, peace, love, but it's not always there. But just because I don't feel it doesn't necessarily mean it's not there. That's what joy to the world is really all about. I've been using a lot lately when somebody says, how you doing? Like I just remind myself, it is well with my soul. That means physically and financially or relationally. Things may not be going well. But you know what? It is well with my soul. We live in a world that laughs less, is stressed more and busier than ever. The gravity of life sometimes weighs us down. Does anybody here live in the same world I do? We could use a little bit of levity, a little bit of lightness. And that's what I hope to do for you today. How do you find joy and how can we stay in the attitude of joy? I believe it's possible with Jesus. So here's the big idea for you, the big idea. Jesus came, and that's what Christmas is all about. It's reminding ourselves that Jesus came to give us these three things, good news. Everybody say good news. Great joy for all people. These are, these, this is what Jesus came. He, came, he came for all the people. He came for great joy, he came to give us good news. And that's what I want to uncover for you today. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 2. And it's uh, just a couple verses out of what we know is the nativity story here. And we're going, to, we're going to launch out of here. And we're going to begin with the shepherds here. And the shepherds were, were in the fields here. And so here they go. In verse 8, Luke 2. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly... Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. Several times in the Bible, when the word terrified, when it says don't don't be afraid, that means God's up to something. In our vernacular, we see we're terrified. We see fear, but God says, I'm about to do my best work. So in the midst of our fear, in the midst of our feeling like we're in a field alone, you know, just watching the woolies all alone out there with the shepherds, we realize that God's going about to do something really, really good here. And so what does he do in verse 11? But the angel reassured them. What did he say? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news. That's right. That will bring great joy to, you see what I did there? Yeah, there it is. There's the verse. He says, yeah, yeah, I bring you, come on, good news, great joy to all people. And he says, yeah, the Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. See, that's the joy of Christmas. It's remembering Jesus. You know, Christmas has a lot of promises. Everything's going to be different or things could be different. And all these things. But you know what? We're here to celebrate and remember the good news. How many of y'all could use some good news? Yeah, I'm telling you, you watch the evening, the evening news, I'm telling you about 15, 20 minutes in. How many of y'all know you got to readjust your helmet of salvation? Come on. It gets a little crooked. You got to remind yourself that God's in control. Does anybody? Any, yeah. Yeah. So there's good news. So what is good news? Actually, the first four books in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're referred to as good news. Why? Because it's the story of Jesus Christ and what he does. So good news is the gospel message. What's the message that we have? Here it is, that forgiveness and removal of sin is possible because Jesus came. That's good news. But not only that, he removes doubt, he removes shame, he he removes all of the regret, how many of y'all have some doubt, shame, and regret you'd like removed? That's what Jesus does. That's his business there. Yeah. And so that's what the good news really means. It's what we tell people about Jesus Christ. He, that's what he came. He has a spiritual agenda for our lives. And then he says here, that this Jesus is going to bring great joy. That means exceedingly above and beyond anything you could ever imagine. Anything you can imagine. How many of y'all know? How many of y'all have big imagination? How many of you are afraid of the dark? Big imagination. Yeah, come on. Yeah, but, but, but this is great. This is above. This is beyond. This great joy. But what is this joy? It's cheerfulness. It's gladness. It's the awareness of grace and favor. The more I am aware of Jesus, the more joy I have. I want you to catch that. And this is available for all people. Isn't that good news? Everyday ordinary messed up, screwed up, and jacked up people just like you and me. Okay, just like me. Okay, very good. Come on. Just like me. Yeah, but it's available to everybody. And that's what the message of good news is. Everybody gets in on this joy thing. Not because we get what we want for Christmas or because you're going to get your fill of your favorite cookies or anything like that. No, it's great joy. But, so this joy is different than happiness. See, happy is, is an emotion. Something happened to me, and so therefore I'm happy. I got a raise. I'm happy. I got a new sweater for, for, for Christmas. I'm happy. Right? The car didn't cost as much as I thought it would to get repaired. I'm very happy. Right? See, those are emotions of things happening to us. But joy is something that happens inside of you that doesn't, that's not controlled by our circumstances, but that's controlled by I know the grace and favor of God. I know that God's up to something and he, and I'm, I'm aware of his grace and favor. I don't, I just thought you'd get excited about that. Come on, I just, you know, like that's what we were singing about today. We were singing about great joy. Great, great joy. Do you know what I never hear anybody say? I I hear about people, how you doing? I'm happy, or maybe I'm unhappy about something that happened. But do you know a word I've been racking my brain? I can never remember anybody looking at me and saying, I'm very unjoyful today. No, I, I don't remember anybody saying, Boy, I'm just you know I'm just really unjoyful today. Why is that? See, that's on the inside because the grace and favor of God, when you are His child, is there for you all the time. And I'm becoming in a greater awareness of that. So therefore, I'm filled with more joy. And that's why, like when I when I worship, I just like to I like to be active when I sing and I and I praise God and I'm and and I'm worshiping Him and and, you know I just I just enjoy that. As a matter of fact, just recently. I was um, I was a guest minister at a church not far from here, and I was worshiping in the front row, and I was just going. They were singing great songs, and I was just I was just this is all awesome. Come on, and I'm having fun, and I'm going for it. And before you know it, I didn't realize my eyes were shut, and the pastor's wife was walking in front of me, and I gave her a good shot right in the jaw, and 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 I looked up and she was staggering. I thought. Oh my. And so I did the same thing you would do. I immediately thought, who behind me just saw that? And there was a lady behind. She, she leaned forward. She goes, You gave her quite a shot, didn't you? And I did apologize. I said, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I was just get a little bit excited. And my wife, Natalie, she was there. She goes, Yeah, that's why I don't stand by him. I said, You go stand over there. She goes, I'm tired of getting beat up during worship here. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, but, that, but it, it, this is, that's the joy. It's inside. It's not my circumstances. And, and I, I'm sharing with you, the reason why God's great joy is so real in my life is because I know what it's like to be unhappy but still have joy. See, I know what it's like not to have everything I want or maybe the, the finances I would like or the relationships I would like, but I can still have joy on the inside that's what I have, the grace and favor of God. And where do we get this? It's found in the next verse here. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Now, this word Savior here, come on, this means that He delivers. Yeah, He's a deliverer of sin, but puts me in a place of safety. That's that's my God. He doesn't just forgive my sin, but he takes me from a place and puts me in a place of safety in a relationship with God here. And then there's this next word, Messiah. Messiah is a Hebrew word in the Old Testament. Think Old Testament, think Hebrew. That's Messiah. In the New Testament, think Greek. The New Testament's written in Greek. So that's the word Christos, where we get Jesus the Christ we refer to Jesus Christ. It was really Jesus the anointed one. In the Old Testament, it was the Messiah, the anointed one. So there's both words being joined together. So whenever you see Messiah, it's the same as it, it, it's the same as Christ. Meaning the same thing. It's the presence of God here. It's the one who breaks bondage off of our lives and frees us from sin. Yeah, I got all this captivity on me and bondage of old mindsets bondage of this world, bondage of all these things. And Jesus, the Messiah, born in Bethlehem, the city of David, came to remove and remove the bondage off of our lives. My friends, that's good news. That's the joy. And he not only leaves us, he doesn't want to deliver us. The word Lord, we don't use that word anymore. Now, now, never once in the last week, because I've been just passing by, and somebody say, my Lord? I don't know. You, you can't say Lord re- regularly. You you have to kind of put an English accent on it. I don't know what that is. I said, "My Lord, I don't, I don't know I can't. I just came inside said, "Lord, OK, there you go. And, and Lord is owner. That means He's the owner. He's the ownership. He's the one in charge. And, and Jesus, the good news is He removes the sin from my life, places me in safety, and He bought all of me. And, 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 and again, what's so amazing, I want you to catch this, is He knows what I'm really like, and he bought all of me anyhow so that I can experience this great joy. That's what this is really all about here. He has the rights to my life. So this anointing, this Messiah, what is it about? Let's go to Isaiah chapter 61 and let's learn another Christmas type verse here. But we see it, Jesus repeated these words in Luke chapter four. And so 700 years before Jesus shows up, This is what was spoken about Jesus. Pretty cool, huh? 700 years. Didn't know. Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord God has anointed me. You catch that? Anointed. that smear the presence over. A deliverer from bondage here. To bring what? To bring... Good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and opening the prison to those who are bound. That's my God. See, Christmas is a reminder of what Jesus came to do. He didn't just come to give us a good holiday at the end of the year. He came because there's Prisoners set free, captives being set free, brokenhearted, healed, downtrodden, lifted. The gospel to the poor. Am I in the right place today? See, that's what he came for. That's what this message of good news is. And if we're not careful, it gets lost in the glimmer. It gets lost in the in in, in all the lights and all the presence and all the busyness. And that's why we're here today, to stop everything and say, wait a minute, there's joy to the world. In the midst of my stuff, in the midst of my lowliness, I can still have joy, and I can have it there in a very, very real way. And so let's go on to this next verse. To proclaim the, the year of the Lord's favor in the day of vengeance of our God. Now Jesus quotes this in Luke 4, and he does say to proclaim the, Lord, the year of the Lord's favor. How many of y'all could use a year of God's favor? How many of you would be happy with a week? How many of you would be like, I just want some today. Come on, yeah, I see those hands, yeah. Yeah, but Jesus came, says the year, which wasn't just a year as we know it, it was a season of favor. That's what he came to bring us. But Jesus doesn't quote vengeance because that speaks to the second coming, not the first coming. That's the vengeance there. And look what he does here. He wants to comfort all who mourn, those who are sad in grief, In mourning, have sadness. And maybe life is hard. Listen, this is what it's for. To grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes. The oil of gladness instead of mourning. Yeah, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit. So Jesus came to give us in Christmas those who are mourning, those who are in sadness, those who are in grief, Those who know that we're poor without Jesus, yeah, yeah, that he gives us, he replaces the mourning with all of these things. And this beautiful headdress means he's going to give us a headdress, a beautiful, beautiful hat instead of ashes. See, in the Old Testament, ashes were a sign of mourning and sadness. You literally would take ashes and you would put them on you. That's what what this is speaking. So instead of mourning and sadness and ashes, do you know what I think of when I think of ashes? I think of worthless, burned out, and good for nothing. And there's people in this room right now, you feel burned out, you feel worthless, and you don't feel like you're good for anything. Jesus is about to change that. Jesus is about to change that. And so he says, I'm going to give you something better and I'm going to give you oil of gladness when you mourn. But look at this. The garment of praise. Yeah, what this garment is, this is, this is a very significant garment. The only time it's used here in the, in the Bible, it wraps you up so tight that nothing can get to you. Do you know that when we put on the garment of praise and thankfulness, nothing can get to you? Do you know that person at work that, it, that annoys you? When, you're, when you have thankfulness and the garment of praise on, they can't get to you. Do you know that situation that just is eating away at you? Put on the garment of praise and watch, it can't get to you because you're completely sealed up. I mean, it's like you got to zipper it up, scarf, big hat, come on, the big boots, come on. They ain't nothing getting to me because I'm putting on the garment of praise. That's thankfulness, that's joy that's like i'm just going to keep honoring god but what we have to do is we have to be intentional and choose to put it on we got to be intentional. like let me help you here like when we choose to put it on like how many of you have ever been frustrated how many of you have ever been like this morning come on like and this morning frustrated yeah yeah it's easy to get frustrated but but this is how this is how we, we try to remind ourselves all the time. Those who are close to me is is I'm not I'm not I'm going to choose not to be frustrated. I'm going to choose to be fascinated. And there are many times when I'm driving with my wife Natalie. And she looks at me. She says, "You fascinate." <laughs> I says, "Dang straight, baby. That's right. Come on." She says, she'll look at me every now and say, you're you're (laughs) fascinating. Now, I know what that means, but isn't that better to be fascinated than frustrated? Isn't it? How would your week change? This week that we're in right now, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, if every time you got frustrated, you say, I'm going to be fascinated. I choose to be fascinated. Um, You're going to be at work and you're going to say, you you fascinate me. (laughs) There's going to be people you work with, they're going to go, huh. Yes, you do. Come on, that could change your week. That could change, see, it changes your mindset. When you choose to put on the garment of praise, you're saying, I'm gonna choose to thank God, even though I don't see it or don't feel it, I'm gonna choose it because I know God's grace and favor's there. See, that's what this is. That's what the joy of this is. When I'm distressed, I'm gonna get wrapped myself in this. And, and see, worship, we use two words when we sing. One is worship, it's a very like personal word. That's me and Jesus. Those are songs I sing you know, to him and my love and my devotion to God and to Jesus, that's worship. But the other one, and we sang a lot of great praise songs this morning. Praise songs are like, we all in this together. No, praise songs is like, that's victory. They're like the songs, have you ever noticed at the beginning, uh, like? Tends to be like at the beginning of a worship time when you sing praise songs. It's natural to start clapping at the end. I mean, you may not even know Jesus, but you just sang this song about victory, and you—it's natural because it's because it's like this. It's it's, it's my team scored. Yes, yeah, see, I, I I have season tickets to um the Pit Panthers football. I know. Pray for me. Went through a low time. And uh, what I've noticed early on is, like, you can have people in your section, and when your team scores, nobody's just goes, wow. No, everybody's high-fiving. You're high-fiving people you don't even know. You're just, oh, yeah, you're just, yeah. You don't even care they got nacho cheese all their sticky. You're still high-fiving. Come on, you're just giving it. Like, yeah our team scored that's what that's what praise is and that's what the garment is that that God's winning Jesus got the victory his grace is growing in my life I'm going to find somebody to high five today now when the Steelers finally scored that my friends is fascinating come on I just tell you right now that's every time they score it's like wow Wow! Another seven hundred years for the prophecy to come by. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Okay, back to back, back back to the word. Come on, it's well with my soul. Come on, it's well with me. I'm going to put on the garment of praise. Have you ever noticed how a song changes everything? When you saw those kids singing on the screen, how many of y'all admit it? You may be having a miserable day, but you got a little ha- you got a little happy. You got a little joy in your life. Am I right? Come on, how many of you gonna go? Go, yeah. Come on, you got yeah. You you're gonna be singing that the rest of the day. Yeah, because the, the, a song does you good like that. I'm telling you, we got to put the right music on, because Jesus wants to deliver us. And in coming up in um in January, we're gonna have a lot of opportunity. To worship and praise God together. Matter of fact, New Year's Eve, we're all going to get together. One church that's typically in four locations is going to be in one location. And we're going to have ourselves some praise. Yeah. It's going to be better than any New Year's, New, New Year's Eve party you could ever go to. Because people are going to get baptized and we're going to celebrate. Then in the 1st of January, three Sundays in a row, we're going to intentionally put on praise and worship. We're gonna intentionally say, I'm gonna learn how to do this. And then we're gonna have a week of prayer and fasting. We're gonna go without food to say, God, I I need you in my life. Yeah, then we're gonna have a power conference and we're gonna train people to get unwrapped of the schemes and strongholds and traps and captivity of our lives. How many of y'all are sick and tired of dealing with the same old sick and tired? But God wants to use you and me to do this for others, and so we're going to get together, and you're going to hear more about this. I want you to be intentional to put on the garment so it's not only for my freedom, but it's for other people's freedom. That's what this is really all about here. That's what we're doing. That's what we're going to continue to do. We're going to, we're going to have this joy in our lives, the garment of praise, the song that can change anything. But the problem in our life is this. Is that we, we have tangled up, messed up life. How many of you have ever pulled the dreaded lights out thinking it was going to be a quick job? You know, many of our lives, we, we come to Come to Jesus and we're just we're we're a tangled mess. And we know it. And I don't know about you, but when there's a bulb out, oh sweet Jesus. How many of you ever prayed? God, just show me, show me. I have. Come on, fascinating. <laughs> And and every now and then a big strand goes out. And I don't know about you, this is my first inclination. Just throw this thing out, we'll go buy another one. Come on. I ain't fixing this, come on. And many of us are, we have parts of our lives that are doing really well and parts that aren't. And we're tempted just to throw it all out because God's not working. We're tangled messes. And we come to we come to Christ and we get the good news. And the good news is, is that He gives us power to live for Him. And then we get, watch this, watch this, watch this, plugged in. That's what those Christians mean all the time. They're always getting plugged into something. And, and as they get plugged in here, we, we say, oh wow, I have the good news. I met Jesus, the one born in Bethlehem, the city of David, and we just, we're just, we're just a tangled mess. But you know what Jesus wants to do in this next year of our life? And why I told you about what's going to happen? Because God wants to come into our lives, and this is Jesus' business, and this is ours. He wants to untangle the mess of our life. Took took some of us a long time to get in this tangled mess. And it's going to take some time to get out of it. And Jesus, the one who sets the captives free, the broken hearted heal, the doubt trotted lift, he wants to give us joy, situation by situation. He wants to untangle us. And every now and then, we get so tangled up. That's why we need one another, and that's why we need a church. That's why I need a group for other people to help untangle me because there's promises of God that I haven't seen yet. And I'm still believing. Some people here, there's, there's families that have fallen apart or maybe kids not doing where you thought that... Maybe finances haven't been there. And maybe life isn't gone. But you know what? God's about to untangle you in this next year because we're going to declare it's a year of the favor of the Lord. And so now, what we do is we get this time of our life here and what we want to do is... Jesus wants to use our lives. He wants to use us. He wants to put us on display of who He really is. But we can't get there unless we get stretched. Some of us don't like to get stretched. What I'm talking about is our faith. Going through miserable down times, but knowing God's still there and still having joy putting on the garment of praise even though it doesn't feel like it. And if we'll allow ourselves to be stretched, all the way stretched out, and allow our faith to be stretched, we're going to become on display for a lost and dying world that's in desperate need of Jesus Christ. And God wants to give us the good news which gives us power, even when we don't deserve it, but He he still gives it. And He stretches us And then at the end of this, what does he give us? He gives us a way for other people to get power from us. But we have to be willing to be stretched out and stop being in a tangled mess. That's the story of Christmas. That's joy to the world. This is real joy. It's not in your favorite Christmas gift or your favorite Christmas song or your favorite Christmas cookie. It's found right here. We're going to get stretched. And God, this is what He's doing. He wants to untangle us. And when we have a few bulbs out, that's right, we're a few bulbs shy of a strand. <laughs> Some of you will get that later. <laughs> but what entangles us? Hebrews 12. What entangles us? This is it it's sin, old mindsets. And this next year, we're going to be covering about being transformed in our minds. Because this is where most of my problems are right here. It's not on what's happening to me. It's what's happening here. i got to put joy on. And what, what else happens? It's trying to please God again with bondage and, and, and me being good enough. What I'm tangled up with is the affairs of life. You with me? Yeah, or the cares of life. give you verses there. These are the things that entangles us. And God wants to help untangle us with the message of joy to the world. That's our message, and it's such a good one. That's right. So how can we have joy, and how can we find joy in the midst of a messy world? Let me just give you a few helpful hints. You might not want to do all of these, but maybe one of them. How about stop comparing? How much better would our lives be if we chose to be fascinated, not frustrated, but if we just chose not to compare our lives to everybody else on social media. Anybody can smile for a picture. It takes the joy of Jesus Christ, even when things aren't going well, to still still smile and say, it's well with my soul. How about just choose thankfulness? I'm going to choose to thank God, not complain to. Most of our prayers are complaining rather than saying, God, I'm just thankful. I'm just going to be thankful. I'm going to thank God for every day. I'm going to thank God for everything about me. I'm going to thank God for my health, for for everything about my life. Then I'm going to put on the garment of praise. And then don't isolate. Don't isolate yourself. Isolation will kill you. I'm telling you, the more isolated we get, the weirder we get. I know some people don't even need to be isolated. They can do that all on their own. But I'm telling you, isolation will get us there. It gets us messed up up here. I'm the same way. I want to hide my stuff. Rather than say, I want the joy of the world. Then negotiate a manageable schedule. Tell your time where to go. And manage our priorities, not our time. You might not want to do all of those, but how many of you all see one thing there we need to do, you could do? Could that help you have more joy? Change the station. Put on things that are going to uplift you. Things that are going to speak to you. Things that are going to help you. How many of you parents, and we did child dedications, how many of you parents ever rolled up on a, on a, on a, on a stoplight, and then in front of you, typically on minivans, there's the dreaded stick people. Have you ever seen these people? Have you ever noticed? I mean, none of them are overweight. All of them are happy. You can tell they got good jobs. They got a great retirement. They got everything going for them. Soccer, skateboarding, you know. Even the animals look happy never know stick people. They're just, they, they can irritate. The only thing that this minivan needs down below is a bumper sticker that says, my kid's on the honor roll. That's the only thing that just topped this off right about now. Come on, where's my parents out there? Come, come on. Come on, you're having a bad day. You roll up on this and tell me, the only thing you want to do, just like me, I just want to, i want to ram that car. I just want to, no, I don't, I choose joy. But I'm telling you, if you don't wanna ram it, how many of y'all just wanna give it a little bump? Just let them know, I'm watching. And yeah, my kids aren't on the honor roll, but I got five kids, you got three, my kids can take yours. I'm just telling you that right now, right now. They may not be on the honor roll, but they can take your kids, I know that. Come on, come on, am I speaking your language today? Come on, come on, is that helpful to you? Come on, get the stick people out your head. Get them out your head because they all look happy. But you know what? Without Jesus Christ and the grace and favor he gives, we just a mess. Come on. Joy to the world. Jesus came to give us good news. Great joy. All people. How many of y'all like that song, Joy to the World? I, the Christmas, I, I like "Joy to the World." Yeah, "Joy to the World." I mean, I really like that song. I mean, anything that's loud and wild, I like. You know, we're gonna have candlelight coming up, and we're gonna probably sing "Silent Night" or a slower song. I'm, 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 I'm gonna do it. But man, holding that candle, I just wanna, I wanna baptize everybody in wax. I'm just telling you right now. And I won't though. And I will choose joy. But um, "Joy to the World" is a song. Actually, was written in the 1700s. And no, I was not alive then. It was written by a clergyman in uh, England uh, based on actually Psalm 98. No mention of angels, shepherds, no mention of Mary, manger, nothing. Actually, it's a song written about the second coming of Christ. Without the first coming of Christ, we can't have the second coming of Christ. Most of us think about the second coming or, in, in 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 this song, we're thinking, well, that that's odd. I sing it about. It sounds, it sounds like a Christmas. What's well, talking about? We're, we're we're enjoying the first coming, but when we have good news and great joy, we're anxiously, urgently looking forward to the second coming. I'm looking forward to the second. Coming. I'm looking forward to meeting God because He gives me great joy, not because of my circumstances because of the grace and favor of God. One of the, the most asked question right now is, Pastor, is it the last day? I get this question all the time, I really do. Is it, is it what the book of Revelation, is this the last day? Well, actually, if you read in the New Testament in the book of Acts chapter two, from Acts chapter two on, it is the last days. It really, if you read it, it's the last day. So for 2,000 years, it's the last days. Wow. A thousand years thus is like the day to God. I don't know that this month, this year is the last days, but I do know this. Somebody that you know, it's their last day. 178,000 people, 178,000 people died. Each day in the world, 7,425 each hour, 120 each minute. Will we be the light that extends grace and joy to somebody? On your seats, there's an invitation. Come on, I want you to get in and say, they're all around. Just grab one or some in the front. Just grab, I want you to hold one. I want you to think of somebody that it might not be their last days here on earth, but it's their last day to trust Jesus. It's they've given up on God, they've given up on life. They're brokenhearted, they're captive, they're in bondage, they're, they're, they're in a low spot, and they need the joy to the world that the good news brings. Will we be willing to extend to them good news? That's what this is about. This coming Saturday night, we're gonna gather right here three different times. Same time, each time, candlelight. We're gonna remember Jesus. We're gonna stop everything and read the whole Christmas story and talk about Jesus being the light of the world. Will you extend an invitation to somebody? Because it might be their last day. Just here, I wanna invite you to come. Let your light shine and be stretched in such a way, saying, here, come. Would you be willing to do that? See, good news is only good news if it gets there on time. If it gets there too late, it's not good news. Bad news. Waited too long. There's people in our lives that we can invite. I'm going to let you know now, on Saturday, next Sunday, we're going to receive a special offering. Not for our church. We're going to give away every penny for Refuge for Women a place where battered women who are in a bad place getting women off the street, women out of battered homes, getting women out of sex trafficking have a place to go and find healing. I think that's worth giving to. We're also going to give to adult and teen challenged. In Western PA, the one that primarily deals with men. So we're going to give to seeing men and women find the freedom of Christ. So I'm just letting you know now, we're not gonna receive an offering for us, we're gonna give away every penny. I'm just letting you know now, I want you to be prepared. Because it's not about us, it's about that. It's about that light shining. If you heard anything helpful to you about the joy to the world today, would you stand to your feet with me right now? If you heard anything at all that's helpful to you, and you say, wow, that was helpful, that was good, I needed that. Now, if you're here today and you're just like, you know, I just need joy in my heart, I need joy in my life, just slip up your hand right now. If you need joy in any way in your life right now, you could use a little bit of joy to the world. Just slip them up. Heavenly Father, I pray for every hand that's up right now, Lord God. Every hand right now, God. I ask you, Father, by the blood of Jesus Christ, that, God, you would help us be thankful, help us not to compare, help us to live like live a mindset that's that's with you, God. So every person with their hand up, Lord God, may they experience true joy as an inside job this week, Lord God. In Jesus' name, you can put your hands down. The last thing I'm going to say before we sing Joy to the World, we're going to sing it together. I just want to ask you, are you prepared for the second coming of Christ? Are you prepared for the time you're going to stand before God? Has Jesus been your personal Savior and Lord? Savior, has he delivered you? Have you said, I'm a sinner, forgive me? And if you said, Jesus, I want you to be the leader. I want you to be in charge of my life, completely in charge. That's what I'm talking about right now, a relationship. He's gonna take all your stuff, the great exchange, and give you back a relationship. So God, I pray for every person here today that has never made a day or a time, their time with you, God. So God, I ask you right now in Jesus' name, Lord God, for every person in this room that doesn't have a day, a moment, or time where you became Savior and Lord, God, that you would use today. God, use today for that. And if you're here right now in this moment, in this moment, you would like today to be your day. You say, I want Jesus Christ to be the Savior and Lord of my life because of my sin. I just want you to boldly right now to slip up your hand right where you are. Just say, Pastor, that's me. I needed that today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Anybody at all today saying, man, Today is my day, thank you, thank you very much. Anybody else that wanted in on us deal right now? Hallelujah, anybody at all, anybody. Thank you, Father. God, I pray, Father, for every person right now, Lord God, wherever they are right now. And, 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 and if, you're, if you are here today, and you're like, I didn't raise my hand, but there's a card that you got in your way in. You could put, I want Jesus to be the forgiver of my past, the leader of my future. We want to pray for you. We wanna help you develop this new relationship And today is your day in Jesus' name. Amen. Church, let's sing joyfully, joy to the world. Amen. Let's sing.